Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is being the best leader. During my lifetime, I had four major leaders in my life who've affected how I think, how I act, and who I am. Their influence on me was so impactful that I became a different person because of them. I'd like to think I became a better person because of them. First and foremost, Jesus. My first recollection of hearing about Jesus was from a little book my parents read to us night after night, a book by Kenneth Taylor called Jesus in Pictures for Little Eyes. It told all of the great Bible stories, Samson and Goliath, David, Jonathan, Moses, all of those characters. Knowing and accepting Jesus as my Savior changed my life. I believe that I'm never alone. I believe that I have eternal life because of Jesus dying on the cross for my sins. And I believe that my purpose is to love God and others just as Christ did. Secondly, my daddy, Dwayne. My infatuation with my father's ability to live life to the fullest, to love deeply, and to care extensively and believe in others propelled me often to be more like him. He was just the best dad ever. Thirdly, my boss, Joel Smith. I worked with Joel for three years as a legal assistant. During those meaningful years, I learned about compassion, truth, and the law. And mostly, I learned how to be a good leader who invests in their team. Lastly, my boss, Pastor Greg Pogg. When I worked with Pastor Greg, I learned about godly leadership, investing in people, and creating an atmosphere where there is trust, going the extra mile, and his motto, we work hard and we play hard. From those key leaders, I learned about leadership. Throughout the years, I've made many mistakes. I learned that people are just that, people. I learned that they make mistakes and how I help them deal with it can be either a learning curve or a time where bitterness creeps in within the hearts of both of us. There are so many things about being a leader that are important, too many to talk about in a half-hour program, but today we're going to start with the basics. I found a description of leadership that I really like by someone named Katie Christie. She said, leadership is the ability to not only understand and utilize your innate talents, but to also effectively leverage the natural strengths of your team to accomplish the mission. There is no one-size-fits-all approach, answer, key, or formula to leadership. Leadership should be the humble, authentic expression of your unique personality in pursuit of bettering whatever environment you are in. Boy, those are a lot of words, but if I was to Kathyize it, it's helping other people become their best. That's what leadership is. I've had the opportunity over years to be an influence on the lives of others. First as a mom and a wife, a friend, then a worship director, a Bible study facilitator, a leader of a nonprofit, a speaker, an author, and a radio host. I've led teams of hundreds and teams of one. Each time I lead, I realize that it's a very big job. Did you ever think about that? How you perform as a leader will determine the outcome of what you're trying to accomplish. Are you encouraging? 
Are you discerning? Cooperative? Do you listen? Do you push back? Do you help others see how they're doing? Do you avoid conflict? 34th President of the United States, Dwight D. Eisenhower, said, Leadership is the art of getting someone else to do something you want done because he wants to do it. Here's what I think. When we find the right people with the right talents, as leaders, we cast the right vision and get the right results. But being a leader is not an easy job. You must first work at being your best. You must not give up on finding the best in people and bringing that to the surface. And that requires a lot of patience, incredible tenacity, and a strong backbone. Have you heard leaders in your life who were less than great talk to you about leadership? Maybe they were, well, let's just say it out loud, awful. I have. If I were to tell you the truth, the complete utter truth, I have had so many leaders over me that were just terrible. And so I had to do what daddy would say, Kathleen, if you can't learn from a leader how to be, then learn how not to be. What makes an awful leader? Well, I think the following things. Somebody that doesn't care. Someone who's disengaged. Somebody who doesn't have a clear vision. Someone who doesn't listen. And someone who is lazy. What makes a great leader? Someone who cares deeply. Someone who's completely involved in leading but gives others room to do their job. Someone who's aware of the entire team, their needs, their results, and their ability to manage and steer the direction of the group. Someone who listens and draws conversation, ideas, and hopes from others. And someone who works hard and sets an example for those under leadership. I like to learn. When I've made mistakes, I like to think about how I could do things better. When we're looking at how others are operating and doing things that are successful, we can learn from them. Joining me on today's show to talk about leadership is entrepreneur and business owner of Permanent Choice Laser Hair Removal and Skin Centers at nine locations in the Twin Cities, my friend Susan Lossing. Hi, Sue. How are you? I'm great. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here with me. So we're going to launch into this fun but difficult topic today. And I am wondering just how long, can you tell the listeners, how long have you been in business? I've been doing hair removal and electrolysis for 27 years. So you told me that you built your business, and I love this, listeners. Sue said she built her business on Romans 8.28 and how we are all strategically placed. Tell us what you mean by that. God gave me the scripture, Romans 8.28, when I was searching to find what to do with my life. And it says, And as we know that all things God works for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. And I knew I loved him. And so when I was searching for a business and what to do, um, he opened up this avenue. And as for strategically placed, I I had a hair problem. And so what I did was I started, I, I had been seeing an electrologist and realized that you can touch a lot of lives and make a huge difference in somebody's life when God's got you in his perfect will, and even in hair removal. What a great, great idea and concept, Sue, because the truth is it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It can be just anything. It's who God has made you to be, 
um, how he's opening doors for you where, and, you know, just spending time with you. I love this about you because it's something that's a passion for you, not just your business, but every single person matters. That's what I love about you. That's why you're on the show today, Sue, because not just your clients matter, but your team matters. So when you think about developing a good business and you and you and your husband, Scotty, own nine, um, think about this. You're you're really a good leader to your team. How do you prioritize leading a team while having so many employees? Well, first thing you need to do is, number one, educate them, equip them with the materials they need, the education they need, and you want to empower them and show them respect and that you care about them as an individual. And that's what I've done over the years. And the women that I've chosen or the people that I've chosen to work God has literally brought them to me, and it's just been the hands of God all over this hmm. business. Now, because you're kind of a good caretaker, do you feel like it's hard to juggle the different businesses and know people, or how do you guys keep connected with your employees? Well, I have a great staff. They're all individually strong women. They're independent. And they all have different ideas, but we bring them together. But our most important idea and the most important value is to treat these clients well, give them their money's worth, and I pay my girls well. So I, I, I never work less than what I would. I, I never give them any less than what I would work for myself. Okay, so that that also makes a big difference because I know just you know working in my own nonprofit business that when you're treating your staff well, they do better, don't they? They just, they're more valued. Uh, the more value that you give them, the more they value what they do. And that kind of spreads. And and I know that as an effective leader, um, we always have people, Sue, that are difficult. I mean, that's just part of life. You meet the person across the desk. You think this is going to be a great person. And even if we have wonderful people across the board you know, everybody has moments in life when you're not your best or you're not operating or functioning. Um, I'm just wondering, have you had some difficult people in the past years and how have you dealt with them as an employee? Okay, I get two stories or two employees who kind of stand out to me in the past is that you can teach them the skill, but you can't teach them to love people. Mm. And so you can educate them, but if they don't have the respect for individuals on their table or have a don't take this serious, it shows to the to the customers. And so I have had situations, and I sit down with them and say, "Is this the best fit for you? Is this where you really want to be? Is this where God has called you to be?" So when you have a, a relationship with your employees like that. You can work with them, and you want them to be the best they can be, no matter what area or aspect of life they're in. So what happens to a leader that doesn't like to do that, that doesn't want to sit down and face that troubled person and say to them, hey, I don't feel like you're doing your best, you know? And, and so the human nature is that we avoid um, what's going to happen, Sue, thinking about business land, what's going to happen if you don't face that troubled individual? Well, number one, you're going to lose clients. Mm -hmm. And my clients and the clients that come to us are somewhat wounded. When you get a woman with a full face full of hair, I mean, and, and they're in pain, they're embarrassed. And so if the employee doesn't have the compassion 
to work with them, to let them show that they have value and worth and educate them on how this treatment works and that it is successful. We see miracles on our tables. And if they can't pursue that, then they need to go. Then they need to find a career that they love and they're passionate about. Do you ever find it difficult to have those conversations and see that person walking away from your team? No, okay. I don't. I don't have difficulty because it's not where God wants them to be. Okay. And there's, if they're not bringing value to the company, then they need to go. And it's, it's really an answer to prayer for them and for me. And again, it's rare that I find that in this company. Okay, so just just thinking about that, I, I like where you're headed with this. So thinking about that troubled person that maybe isn't a good fit or maybe things have changed in, in their passion. You know, you're talking about how it affects the, the client. Do you feel, Sue, like it affects the rest of the team as well? Absolutely. And, and Absolutely, but I don't let it get that far. Okay, okay. I like because that about when you. when you have a bad, a bad apple, Mm-hmm. You know, they, they spread that. So you want to nip it. You want to get it right away. You want to deal with it, and you want to confront it in a very positive manner. And a lot of times I've learned in business, you put it in question form. Mm-hmm. Then their walls don't come up, and they don't become defensive. Okay, so let's give, give me an example. So here I am. Let's pretend like I have a really sour attitude. Um, you know, something bad's happened in my family. I'm really grouchy. I've lost my passion for working with you. Um, all of a sudden, you overhear me talking to some nice lady who's got something she's sad about, you know, whatever, the left side of her face has more hair and it's coming back. And you you know, as the leader, I need to be compassionate. You overhear me. I've snipped at her. I'm not doing good. You're going to pull me in. How are you going to deal with me? What are you going to say to me? I I like the whole question concept. So tell us what you would ask me. What I would say is I would, if I overheard this personally, I would step in and I would educate them by answering this person's question, by working with this this, uh, client and to get them informed and educated. And hopefully that person, the technician, would watch and see how I handle it. I'm always into teaching them how to handle with difficult clients, but sometimes I have to take the difficult clients over because they've become weary and I don't want them. And my job in this industry is to protect my staff and my clients. Mm. And I've had to do both by working through and communicating with both parties. Sure. And we know that there's always um, as much as we, you know, love to think we've got a great staff, there's always always moments, like I said, where we're not our best, or we can have those clients that are challenging. Maybe they've had some issues in the past where people haven't helped them, or like you said, they're uncomfortable. As a leader, Sue, you are a role model to those who work for you. And while I was on vacation with you, I loved this about you. I observed you as as we would be sitting there having supper, and there'd be a call, and you'd just be so gracious to us and say, oh, I'm so sorry. I just need to quick take this. You'd take a call. You'd listen as patient as Job. You know, you'd you'd encourage. I always heard you encourage that person. No, we want to help you. We're here to help you. Um, you made that person feel like they mattered. I could I could sense that from, you know, just across the room. So I love that you didn't scold somebody or demean them for contacting you. You made that person valuable. How do you think your gracious behavior is impacting your staff, your clients, and then 
when you're that type of a leader, how does it impact your business? Okay. I take my job very seriously. I believe that God has appointed me for this position. And to take a call when I'm on vacation from a staff member or even a customer that has a concern because none of us want to lose sleep overnight. And I know customers, they pay a lot of money for their service. And so nobody wants to feel violated or or ripped off. So by communicating and to working and finding a solution, but I never want them to feel that they're inconveniencing me because that tells I want them to feel valued with the staff and the employee. And sometimes staff have a question about a client on their table. And to make it easier, they can text me, they can um, call me at any time, and I can give them the answers so they can move forward. And I heard a, um, a, a speaker one time say, if God can't trust you with the little, how can he trust you with the big? And I think over the years, he's trusted me with the little, and, and the big has happened. Mm-hmm. And so I take this job as a responsibility that God has gifted me and given me the knowledge and the education and the friends and support and just the ministry of it's a ministry. My job is a ministry to touch lives and change lives, and we see it. We see people become confident, and their personalities change, and it's just a wonderful blessing to be a part of hair removal and what it can mean in somebody's life. Sure, and I think part of that, Sue, when you're just talking about a business, is that, you know, listening to you talk about it, I feel like it's so evident that you have, number one, a passion for it, and number two, you're utilizing this as ministry. So if we put your hair removal locations in the Twin Cities next to Best Life Ministry, my ministry is, you know, a ministry helping women. Your ministry is a ministry helping men and women, and it's just a little bit different, isn't it? But God's using both of them as a ministry because you're showing compassion and care and helping resolve issues, which is what we do. And I love it because I think the reason that you are so successful is this bottom core belief that you have that you're going to protect your clients and you're going to protect your employees and you're going to love them and you love them by how you care about them. And I think that's a key thing for having a business. I believe that how we're operating on the inside of our business or our ministries affects how it's working on the outside. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've learned throughout your years of experience and how a business is effective or ineffective depending on how well things are working with you and the team? So in other words, when you guys are a team, it's very evident. Um, How does that work with business land? What do you think about that? I think, again, you treat people well, you treat and you give them the service that they want and the clients and the staff see the difference in somebody's life um, and equip them well, listen to their concerns, because we all have employees that come home, come to work with family issues and to give them the time. And I always ask the girls, how you doing? What can I, you know, is there anything we can do for you today? You know, and serve my staff and serve my clients. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, but there's one little story that when God says that we're all strategically placed, and I, you know, and I just need to share this because it's so touching, and that it just confirms why I'm doing what I'm doing. I had this girl from India one day, and she was an arranged marriage. She came in, her husband brought her in for her upper lip hair, and I treated her. The next time she came in all by herself, and we're walking back to the treatment room, and she says, 
God willing, with the question that I asked her, asked her, she laid on my table and I said, what God are you talking about? And she says, I'm Hindu, but I really love Jesus. Wow. And wow. I said, so do I. Oh, I love it, And Sue. she was a hidden Christian in her, in her culture. Okay. I, I referred her on to a friend of mine who is a same, same religion background that is now a Christian, active mm-hmm. in the church. And this girl has just bloomed, and I met her husband finally, who was so against her being a Christian. Mm-hmm. So I have seen God move in my business yeah. by things like that. And, and again, we're strategically placed. Never miss an opportunity to touch somebody's life. You never know when you've got a hidden Christian on mm, your table. Exactly. That, oh. need, that needs love. That's a great story. I love it. So let's talk again a little bit about conflict. And I know we touched it on just a few questions ago. We touched on it. And you said, Kathy, I would never let things get that far. And the thing that I know about you, Sue, is that you're very, very focused on people. And you don't seem to be afraid of conflict. But there are going to be a lot of listeners out there who don't like it. Um, I know, for example, my husband, Farmer Dean, if he thinks there's going to be conflict, he's packing his bags and moving to Cincinnati. He just doesn't want to deal with conflict. But we have that in our everyday world. So there are going to be listeners out there that aren't going to be as matter of fact or as good at dealing with conflict. So let's go back to the same kind of storyline, but let's change it up a little bit. What if you have two employees that are working in your office and they don't get along. They're fighting. One is very disrespectful. One is very passionate um, towards clients. The other one could care less. You're seeing this. You don't know what to do, but these girls are fighting. It's affecting the atmosphere. How are you going to take care of it? I can only tell you I've never had that situation. Well, I love that. I've that. been aware of. But what I would do is you've got to hit it with the truth. You've got to say what's on your mind. And you've got to share because none of us need to lose sleep over any situation or something said. So I always, and I've always wanted to catch it right away so we all have peace so we can sleep at night because that's very important to me and resolve conflict immediately. Okay. And I think that's such a key thing. Something that I, as time has gone by, um, with not having a lot of conflict for quite a while, I'm just starting to get a little bit more lazy about it. So when I do have conflict, I'm like, ah, here we go, because I I had a lot of it in church land. As a leader of a large company, which you have nine locations, Sue, what do you see as the most important role of leaders? Now, you've talked about, you know, valuing clients. You've talked about loving your people. You've talked about, you know, having a goal to make it a ministry what else do you think about? Say that you're Farmer Bob, you own the barber shop down here in Benson, Minnesota. What do you think is the most important role of a leader? Of a leader is to treat mm-hmm. people well because they do see um, what's in your heart. And there is a scripture, out of the overflow of a man's heart, his mouth speaks. That's from Luke. And one of my favorites, I like that one very much. So as I think about this, Sue, and and we talk about you know, how people are affected. I think that it's really important for us as leaders to put ourselves in a place where we can parallel with Jesus Christ, because obviously he's our greatest example as a leader. So listeners, if we're to become our best version of ourselves and really invest in our teams and lead well, we're going to need some good godly help. 
Our role as leaders, whether we're leading our children or Bible studies or like Sue leading a business, is to be an example. What do our children hear us say? What does our staff see us do? How are our clients viewing us? If we are a Christ follower, our job is to emulate Jesus, and he loved his disciples, and he loved all of us. He led with love. We want to be that same kind of example, leading people to the cross. Here's the group No Other Name with a song called Lead You to the Cross. This is my story. This is my song. Passion and purpose, a mission I'm on The heart of the matter, but all said and done I wanna lead you to the cross I'm not the water, I'm not the bread I know the place where the soul is fed So hungry and thirsty, come and be blessed I wanna lead you to the cross
Listeners, we're back with Susan Lossing, and she is from Permanent Choice Laser Hair Removal and Skin Centers from the Twin Cities with nine locations. And you can find out more about what she does and who she is at www.permanentchoice.com. Sue, tell us three ways we can make a great impact on our team that will ultimately change the climate of our company and get us on a path for success. Well, I would say equip educate, and protect as a business owner. That is my job. That is great. Absolutely great. And I think that you are so right. And I believe that when you do those steps, you're going to have a successful business. And we have to believe it's true because we see it in Scripture with how God uh, sent His Son Jesus and how He treated others. But I also see that in real life, Sue, with just your business and how well you guys are succeeding. And I know it comes from the bottom core, which is from you and Scotty and how you treat people. So thanks so much for being on the show and talking about leadership. Well, thank you for having me. Here are some key points that great leaders will want to do. Number one, invest in each team member. Number two, deliver a clear vision for the business or the ministry. Three, give honest feedback. Four, set an example. Five, deal with problems quickly. Here's a quote by leadership author, teacher, and guru John Maxwell. A leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Listeners, in order to be a good leader, we have to work at it. We have to put our best foot forward each and every day. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, as leaders, we're privileged to have the opportunity to love others and invest in them. It's not an easy job. It's one where we need your help, your grace, and your wisdom. Help us do our very best job. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you enjoy this podcast, subscribe to it on iTunes, and please give us a favorable review so that other people can listen to the show and enjoy it as well. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.